Bramble Jam Podcast. Hi, I'm Bran, and I love Tyler Hines. And I'm Tyler. It's only two of us. I'm Tyler Hines, and uh, I'm wishing that Bran was in my kitchen right now. And this is the Deck the Hallmark Podcast. Could you be any louder? You're just moving around. Was I yelling? You're, no, you're not. You're, oh, everything else you're doing is loud. Oh, is it playing over top of your beautiful music? Yeah, I'm not that good. I'm not like muting you. <laughs> I'm just letting oh, things. Not. Oh, Lord, no. You think we're professional? Sure. I mean, I just know that you look professional, whether your technology is professional. Is there people talking to us right now? In the chat? Maybe. BrainwellJamPlus.com. They get to watch this live. Oh, yeah. What are you talking about? You guys aren't technological. Look at you. That's true. That's true. Straight to the people. Tyler, did you see this yesterday or a few days ago? I don't know when I'm posting this, actually. Um, They're doing this. Your your heinies. (laughs) Your heinie is uh, they're posting stuff about you for like 30 days or something like that, which I don't have. 30 days worth of stuff that people can post about me. So kudos to you. Um, but one of the days was best interview. Well, we haven't gotten there yet, so we well, don't know that necessarily. That, that's yeah, true. That's, that's true. We're only on day like 17 or something like that. So by day 25, people are going to start yeah. trickling out. Uh, but people were saying their fa- favorite interview is whenever we get to chat. And so that made my heart really warm, warm inside. Doesn't it? It does. Isn't that beautiful, the gift that they can give us? This is the power that they yield. They... They, with great power comes great responsibility, and their responsibility is to make you feel warm inside. Yeah. Well, that's well, mission accomplished, everybody. I felt very warm there for uh, 24 hours, and now I'm back to just being cold and dead inside. Um, uh-huh. But we'll get there. Uh, not, not for much longer, though, because always Samore, <laughs> the, the next uh, Tyler Hines juggernaut is coming out. Um, and I'm very yeah. excited about it. Always, always Amore. Excited. Always what? Amore excited. What's that mean? I don't speak uh, French. You didn't? I don't speak, uh, I don't speak uh, Greek. <laughs> I don't oh. speak whatever language that is. This movie is about um, you going to France an Italian restaurant Italian restaurant great and falling in love yeah yeah with Autumn Reese you have no idea what this movie's about I have no idea what this movie's about no oh great you want me to pitch you um no I don't need to be pitched I'm in I do I I do have some hard-hitting journalistic (laughs) questions though if you don't mind he hears a title and he goes uh no I think uh, no no no. what I mean is I don't need to be pitched because you're in it Autumn's in it. I like both of you humans, and so I, yeah. I'm going to watch it. I don't need to be pitched. I, I guess we can do it. You know, you're on this press thing, so I guess you can talk about it if you want to. But what I want to know oh, is no. this is a, a Hallmark Movies and Mysteries movie, which was a surprise to yeah. me. That's the network that's, uh, that it's going to be dropped on. Um, what is it like for you to be downgraded uh, from Hallmark <laughs> Channel to Hallmark Movies and Mysteries? And did they give you any explanation for why that happened? <laughs> I don't understand any of these things. I mean, I checked out as soon as I heard always Amore. I don't speak. I don't speak Cantonese. 
You so, know what I think this um, is, though. I, I'm giving I'm giving you grief here, but what I actually think it is is that they don't currently yeah. know. They're trying to figure out what they're doing with this network, and they say Heinz is a hitter. He's a home runner. So let's throw the Heinz okay. movie on movies and mysteries. See what type of damage we can do. Week following that, Andrew Walker, Walker Nikki Deloach. Just grand yeah. slam after grand slam overs on movies and mysteries. Were you in the pitch meeting when they're like, this is how we're going to turn the network around? I mean, this is a real positive way to look at it, and I appreciate that. The other alternative was the way you initially pitched it. No, nobody <laughs> believes the way that I originally right. initiated. Nobody believes that. No one believes that. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I'm sure. Look, I mean, I think those people um, behind the scenes have a lot to juggle, and uh, my small little brain, I'm sure, couldn't wrap my head around uh, half the things that they do. So I don't know why this movie will air there. I don't know exactly the implications of such, or if it will affect the uh, the enjoyment of our audience. Hopefully not. Um, these are all. Uh, above my pay grade. There's three Hallmark networks, Tyler. It is Hallmark Channel, Hallmark hmm. Movies and Mysteries, and Hallmark Hallmark Drama. Hallmark Drama is the third one. Uh, okay. And yes, if and if, and if you could tell me what the point of that network is, I'll give you a lot of points because there is no purpose. I've been pitching for a long time. <laughs> Let's just turn this into the Hallmark Christmas Channel. Get Christmas going 365. Yeah. No one seems yeah. to be. I'm just shouting this into a, 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 an endless void. Um, so, yeah. you know, whatever weight you have over there, just throw that in there to see if uh, you can make some damage happen. Okay. But always some more. Give me, give me, I do want to hear the pitch because I know there's a restaurant of sorts. Oh. I will be honest. I do know a little bit about this movie and it's going to surprise mm. a lot of people. It sounds similar to some other ones that I've seen. And so, I, but there's nuances. Uh, there's nuances in these. And so tell me about always. this one, uh, why you're especially stoked about it and why the world, the universe should be stoked on Always Amore. Well, I'm not sure that anybody should be stoked on anything. Right. Uh, okay, good. However hey, that hey said, stop selling, um, pal. <laughs> stop, stop there. Yeah. You're um, good. I don't think anybody should be stoked. Far... Far, far be it for me to presume what people should be stoked about. But the reason why I, uh, I, uh, I thought that this movie uh, might be a nice movie is I think it's, um, it's a moment, I think, to acknowledge people in the hospitality industry. I think that uh, hospitality industry has taken a pretty hard hit the last couple of years. And, and I thought uh, if there was something worthwhile doing, um, maybe making a movie that... Uh, might make them feel acknowledged or, or seen or appreciated uh, wouldn't be a bad thing. So I think the story does that. Um, and I think that it's a, it's a somewhat adult telling of uh, a story of a woman who's trying to move on and move past something. And I think uh, those are the two reasons to watch, if any. Um, and Autumn Reeser and a bunch of other. Patty is unbelievable. Um, Her name's just Patty? All the other good things. Patty McCormick. Thank you. Can just be McCormick, dropping first yeah. names. Patty. That could be anybody. I, look, to be completely transparent, I hesitated. I <laughs> I got a little concerned about the pronunciation. <laughs> Obviously, I don't know how to what always amore means, and so I backed out. I him out and you called me it's, on it's it. It's Patty. And now I'm here. It's Patty. Yeah. Need I say more? Patty. It's Patty. What's my last hey, name? Look, I had a you know my last name. This movie. Oh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. You don't know my last name? Yeah. 
I think I remember seeing it once and be pretty confused by it. I do remember that. <laughs> it's it's literally the least like it. it's the least confusing last name of all time. It's gray. The color gray. Oh, is it? Could not be less confusing, Tyler. It's the it's most boring. It's, in your defense, it's the most boring of colors. Well, no, I mean, for some reason, I had recalled it being like the longer. What's Dan's last name? Thompson. Yeah, none of these are ringing a bell. You're right. Pandolf. Pandolf. If if you gave me a thousand guesses, I would have never gotten to gray. Never. This makes me feel like even but, though even though we personally follow each other on social media, it makes me feel like you don't actually follow me. Well, no, but here's the thing on your social media, which I saw you post pictures and lovely. Is your last name involved in your? Handle? It is. It is. Yeah. Is it yeah. on your personal account? Personal account. Yeah, it is. Let's, let's we, get into this. We don't. Okay. Need- okay. Okay. First of first of all, first of all, this is the problem here. <laughs> Brandon Gray wins. This is why I was confused. Okay. You know what? It's all coming together now. And please don't follow me. I won't let you. It's a private account. But uh, Brandon Gray wins. You thought my last name was Gray wins. Yes. And that's a confusing last name. Gray wins. Because that doesn't make any sense. Yes. Yes. It's all coming together. It's all coming together. This I'm, is the problem I, I'm sorry. I shouldn't. Wild. I mean, Andrew Walker is a walks. Like, what is that? I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have called you out like that. That was. That was not professional of me. Just because I read your Instagram t- uh, handle frenetically. Yeah. I didn't think that, oh, it must stop here. And now he must mean the word wins. But if you know me, you know that that's ac- like it's accurate. Brandon Gray right. wins. You should have saw the, the personality reflected in the handle. You're right. Brandon Gray wins. Okay. Hi, uh, I'm yeah. Brandon. Brandon Gray wins. I don't hate I mean, it. It sounds pretty official. Yeah. No, so your character uh, is a restaurant fixer. Is, am I understanding this correctly? Yeah. And you go in and you fix a restaurant? Yeah, how, many, how many movies have done that? Lots. You can tell me that. Yeah. A good bit. But yeah. okay. none, of them, none of them have done it with the two of you. And I think, listen, I've That's said this a million times. These movies are all about the chemistry and all about who's in it. And... If if you can uh, if you can knock it out then then that's all that matters. It doesn't matter if I've seen a movie a thousand times. It matters who's in okay. it. So I'm here okay. for it, buddy. Well, well, we'll see. You said you got a concussion on this movie. Yeah, the second or third last day. Is this one of those concussion. stories that you're gonna be telling on all the interviews, or or should I dive into it? If I have mentioned it today, it was in passing. I don't know that we dove into it. All right, it. let's dive into it then. I, you know me better than this by now. I only want exclusive stuff. Yeah, okay. I'm um, very exclusive. I was saving a bunch of puppies from a burning <laughs> building while giving to charity, funnily enough. Um, and then I raised the puppies with my own, and they've gone on to... Uh, be service animals that have since saved other people. So it's really gone full circle. But in that process, I got a concussion. How did you possibly get a concussion? How did you possibly get a concussion that way? Danger. It was a, it was, it was a, like a perceived thing. Your brain was like, I can't handle this. No, no, there was physical trauma. And you know, some people throw around the word hero. Not me, of course. No. Some people. 
Well, congratulations. Will we see any of this footage in the movie or? No, uh, but if you do see my eyes glaze over during maybe a moment when Autumn is speaking, that's probably why. There's a solid <laughs> 25% of this movie where you're just like this. Just yeah, stare. Exactly. Just glazed over. <laughs> just, just gone. Just yeah. drifting in the wind. But really, that's par, isn't it? That's it is. par. You might, just, you might think into it. You might go, wow, like he's got such a distant look in his eye. He's got like a thousand yard stare. He's so deep. Let no, me let me ask you this one, bud. Um, you're in. A, you're you've been in a good bit of these, especially over the last twelve months. Do, have you yeah. had time? Well, one, I don't actually know this about you. Do you like the like the audition hustle, like going out for things, or at this point, are you like you know what? I'm I'm in my world, and that this kind of world, doing these movies, a handful of them every year, allow me to pursue other things that I'm really excited about. Or are you still on the side? auditioning for you know young shelton certainly not young shelton no uh, i would actually <laughs> stop the interview here if if you said that you if you have auditioned for young shelton you're not welcome back yeah. okay not a big fan of that show i don't i've never seen it but it just shouldn't exist I, that's kind of my my feeling yeah. on it that's your feeling okay yeah. old shelton also no good uh old shelton's better old people are always better Fact, facts. Um, I mean, to answer your question, I got a pretty full dance card as it is. Um, I have trouble finding time to be able to uh, produce and, and, and create the things that I sort of have lined up, um, though I am doing that. Uh, so, yeah, is there, is there some cool stuff that comes along? Yep. Uh, there's somebody reaching out uh funnily enough it's been but it's been less auditions it's been some kind of just availability checks and uh just queries to see if i'm interested in doing something which is obviously a nice position to be in uh not that i'm in some sort of fantastic position but uh enough to have that happen sometimes which is very nice and uh but no i did there's a new show called mayor of kingstown which is yeah. Taylor sheridan's uh show yeah audition for that that was an audition um there's a new show coming out uh, with our boy Josh Brolin, who's a legend. He is our and, boy. That's uh, true. Yeah, he's this guy's. He's a talent. Um, he's got a new show coming out. I auditioned to play his brother in that show, which I really wanted to do. But when you really say good, when uh, you say auditioned, is this a hey? Is this the the people saying calling your guy? your team and being like, hey, we think this might be a fit. Can you throw something down on tape for us? Or is it your guys being like, hey, there's this thing we think you're a good fit for it. Let's throw your name in the, in the ring. I, it's probably a combination uh -huh. of, of the above. And then there are things like that just come as either a straight offer or, yeah, like let's do a, there was a show that I actually did my, an audition in person the other day, um, not in person, but over Zoom with the producers and it was a chemistry read and it was somebody just reaching out and saying look that we really want to consider him and they just explained what the show was and um and uh yeah just went into the chemistry read so just sort of jumped to the end and uh yeah so once in a while but again i i i don't have enough time as it is to do the things that i want to do yet so i'm just trying to play catch up you know
You're just trying to play ball with the boys. That's all you're trying. That's all you're trying to trying do. Trying to hang out here. You're just trying. To hit a FaceTime with my man with a nice stripy red background. It is. I, I look backwards like a moron, but yes, I I know I, <laughs> I I know what you're talking about. How many? Uh, um, Hold on. Someone says this is an actual audition. Yes, right now it is. That's pretty funny. I like that. I just wanted to shout that out. I actually, let me, uh, I'm going to give you, let's do real quick a little bit of improv here. I want to do this right now. I'm, okay. Yeah. So I've been working on a project where a guy, ah, God, should I get into this? I don't know. Um, Okay. Uh, Let's get into it. So there's a, a firefighter. His name is Jeff. He's married, has kids. He wake, he goes into a fire. He comes out. And he's and he's back in the sixties. And go. That sounds like my, sounds like my concussion story. Yeah. And so go. he goes into the fire, and upon exiting this fire, yes, he's so, just out, and then all of a sudden, there's like sixties cars around. Yes. Yes. 60s so that that's actually where we're going to pick up here for the audition. You are coming out of the fire, and you're seeing things for the first time. Oh, we're doing an audition now. Yes, Tyler, oh, get, uh, catch sorry, up. Sorry, I know you sorry. had a uh, you had a concussion, but pal, sheesh. Should I get nude? That's normally what I do for auditions. <laughs> you, at, <laughs> you've never gotten nude on this no, program, and I just want to make that abundantly kind of clear. This is this is another okay. this is another ploy of yours to get me shirtless, and I'm not doing it today. <laughs> it's a Wednesday. It's work. a Wednesday afternoon. No I. Way. It's usually Sunday nights late, and I'm I'm you know six sheets to the wind or whatever that saying is. Not today, not well, I'm today. I'm drinking whiskey, so just <laughs> yeah, you are. All right, appropriate for a shirt to come up. Fire, you're walking yes, out. All right, fire and scene. Why is everybody dressed like this? What do you think? That was good. I think a lot of it was I mean, subtle. A lot of it was subtle. And if you're just listening and not watching, then you'd, you'd miss a lot of the yeah. nuance. But, it, but yeah. the subtlety is actually what uh, brings the whole thing to life, you know? Yeah. I mean, we're, this is a pretty far-fetched premise. To go into a fire and come out in the 60s, this is already a leap. So I think, you know, you can't lean into it. <laughs> Thank you for taking your jacket off. For that that, uh, yeah. that was part of it, though. That was... It's the little things. Yeah. Like if you were wearing that jacket, I wouldn't have been able. I was, I was Tyler with the jacket on. Jacket off, I became. Jeff. Jeff Gray wins. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Gray wins. That's exactly right. How many, um, in a hypothetical world, well, yeah. it's not even hypothetical. They're, we're not going to get into the business. I'm not going to ask you about business stuff, but there's. These contracts no. going on, like Brian Elliott just signed a, a, for, a movie deal and all this stuff with Hallmark and these things. How many, like in your ideal world, what's the sweet spot for Tyler Hines as far as how many of these wonderful Hallmark movies you'd like to do in a year or w- without getting burnt out, without being like, I can't do another one of these daggum movies. What's the sweet spot? Because you were in a lot last year and I didn't see any, mm. any um, loss of quality. Right. You know, there isn't the answer to that question is simply it's all dependent on the people that I'm doing it with and the people who I'm participating in this with. The executives, yep. the world, the people that I'm dealing with. 
if the atmosphere is good, then I'll I'll do whatever I need to do to make each project interesting and um, worthwhile in my world. Um, however much that is, I don't know, and that would depend. But that's that's really kind of the barometer. It's not necessarily like a certain amount. If I did one of these movies and I really didn't enjoy it and right. felt like the environment was toxic, then right. that would be the last one. But you so keep really doing them, so so clearly not the case. Not the case. And so, yeah, I have a very simple approach to most things, and that is all I care about is good things, good people. This is why I spend my time with folks like yourself. I, I make it my business to, to make those two things the top priority, nothing else. Do you, um, you, you mentioned that you're busy and you got a lot. Yeah. Cheers to you too, pal. You got a lot going on, trying to fit it all. And you just want to play ball with the boys. When do you, do you have time to, to watch things that interest you? And what are those oh, yeah. things that you're, you're watching or that you make time in your schedule to, to watch? Yes, uh, absolutely. I watch things. It's one of the few places that I have time to sort of do because it's not exhausting to watch something. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just watching Licorice Pizza again. Right. You, I, I you've seen it double time. Again implies you've seen it before. I saw it in theaters. Yeah, okay. when I was in theaters in Los Angeles. And, uh, and I was showing somebody last night who had never seen this movie before. I was showing them There Will Be Blood. Um, uh, been watching Formula One on Netflix, which is one of the greatest docuseries ever made i was gonna Super ask that's rated. a docu that's not a uh, it's not reenacted like it's no it's not it's a narrative thing it's a it's a documentary series and then i watched the the uh the vegan documentary series as well i uh recently. i just finished inventing anna and that popped up and i feel like i should give that a go i'm big into cons who isn't right now but there's something oh, fascinating. There, yeah. It, the, yeah, yeah, there's something fascinating about the world of cons. In in Anna's case, I, I don't know if you've, you're familiar with the inventing Anna story. I started it. I yeah. started the first ten minutes. The interesting case to be made for Anna is like how how much of it is a con and how much of it is hustle. That's the argument that the that her lawyer was making is. She's a, a, a 20 year old girl in New York City who's just hustling and who who hasn't who hasn't uh, fudged on their resume a little bit, you know. So it's an interesting case to be made with a lot of these cons, like with uh, with uh, WeWork, like it's, just, you know, there's lots going on where it's just like people are just trying to make it. And it's a little bit different than like, um, you know, somebody who's like just blatantly out there just trying to get rich and, and steal people's money. Like that's the argument. It's interesting. Well, the thing is, too, is that you just so much of our culture is that is like toting that as a banner of pride of like fake it till you make it. Like you got to be out there just like doing this, doing this, doing this. There's so right. much in our culture that applauds that and forwards that as like a, like a lifestyle. Like I wake up and arise and grind. And me personally, I think this whole thing is very silly. I can't imagine that's something that one could maintain nor really feel good about inside. Right. Um, prioritizing the wrong things like that but even even like i'm watching um the dropout yes. about uh elizabeth holmes yep. similar sort of thing you know it's obviously a, a blurry area but but like with her it was for it's not just because she wanted to get filthy rich it's for a good reason like 
I believe that her motives began pure with wanting to actually get the drop of blood that could save people's <clears throat> lives. Well, this is the thing is that, but one of the first things that she said as a young person was not, I want to save people's lives. It was, I want to be a billionaire or I'm going to be a billionaire. Yep, so then that's really fair. you track it back and you go, what is the initial instinct? And this is, this is the thing is like, we live in such an, a world where everybody's in such the gray and the truth really is in the nuances, which is so great why there is these docu-series out there because it helps us examine the nuances of these things and ask these questions. And I mean, I hope it just leads people back to like all this stuff, regardless of what it appears to be at the time of it. Like, you know, I remember Elizabeth Holmes being this icon. I remember like even this vegan story, it's like they're, they're for a large period of time these people are like applauded and heralded as a thing and their viewpoint on hustling or you know grinding or these kinds of values is what's being put out there it's important for us to follow up after the fact and go that didn't work out right this person was you know inappropriately representing themselves and so hopefully that's what people take away and realize that like the important things in life is, you know, being an actual good human being or, you know, valuing people around you who deserve that kind of value and time and, and not uh, prioritizing the wrong things. But this is why we Forgot gravitate towards each other, because I know you you being in the in, in showbiz, you are like yeah. it's 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 surrounded by con people like oh, yeah. everybody's working an angle. And so when you come across somebody who is just genuine and down to clown, like you gravitate towards those people. The people that we have on this show on a regular basis, we bring them back because we feel that that kinship with them. Like we we're just we yeah. just we just want to have fun. Like that's that's the goal. We want to have fun. We want to bring joy. And so totally, it's tough. It's tough though. And I am we're like it's so far removed from the industry, but we're like fringe enough to where we see it, you know. And so it, I know you yeah. being in it, it's just you're surrounded by it. I imagine that. It does it does it get easier the the longer you're like you more time you spend in LA to kind of sniff out the BS or you kind of get numb to it and you're like whatever like it is what it is. It, it's it is always disappointing when you think you have a relationship with somebody and it turns out that that person's just not capable of that kind of thing. They're in this sort of fight or flight mode. Yeah. And they're, they're always kind of ankling for something and, and all of a sudden they sort of show their teeth in some weird way and you go, oh, okay, I didn't know that it was like that. Like I, I thought I thought I was participating in a very wholesome, you know, clean, positive dynamic and now that's not the case. And it's tough because in the business that we're in, there's a lot of that and there's a lot of it around artists and manipulating artists and trying to appear one way. Um, so that artists can feel comfortable. Meanwhile, this is not at all the intention. It's wow, and it's really, really hard to maintain that type of sincerity um, in this business, in any business of creativity or art. I think, and business even like uh, and entrepreneur friends of mine, it's the same thing. It's like people are cutthroat. But at the end of the day, I take solace in the fact that people seem to value it, and so. Just be a good person. Everybody comes around and it'll all work out. Good, My, good times. And you know what? 
That's all that matters in the end. That's right. And but I, you know, and this this is tough. But that's actually why Dan's not here. Is he swindled both of us out of <laughs> a ton of money this week? And so there he is. That was he's tough. On the lamb right and, now. Well, he's in. He's on he's vacation. To- how do you think he paid for that vacation? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I'll tell you how. <laughs> um, I know that you have things, and so I don't want to. I don't want to keep you any longer than than I have to. So you no, tell. No, hold on. Just well, ch- just you, ch- no, you 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 pull the plug when you've had enough. Let me. I think the next thing is going to be at three thirty. Well, confirm that yeah, because I can I can talk okay because I can talk to you all day long. But I don't. Well, I have been drinking some whiskey, so you may be asking too much of me at this point. It started with a green smoothie, and now it's. Well, don't get mad at me. don't get don't get on me about you drinking whiskey like it's somehow my fault. We're fine. This, it is your fault. As soon as we started doing this, I went. What am I doing? What am I doing? Why aren't I drinking whiskey right now? Why but but are you going to be okay by three thirty? Are you gonna? Yes. Do you need a buffer? Yes, totally okay. No, no buffer. No buffer. Ready to go. No, um, no buffers between you and me, Brent. What so what creatively what's tickling your fancy? What are, like I know I don't want you to get into the details of the things that you're working on, but is there things that are like that are keeping you up, like things that come to mind that excite yeah. you that you want to explore? What what type of projects are those? There is something that I um, was doing in the desert. Yes, a while back. We recall um, you. Uh, we were we talked to you while you were in the desert. At that, uh, yes. at that uh, uh, hotel. That luxurious, yeah, 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 with Shangri-La. Yeah, um, the Shangri-La bed bugs. Yeah, I stayed out there. That was trying to solve a location problem, right? Because um, our location uh, ended up being an issue. So that was that adventure, and then we ended up out there after that doing the actual thing, and uh, we've been a post-production on this thing for a little bit, and. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's a lovely little piece of work, and I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of things that don't, that don't get me too excited, you know, in, in like in the world as far as movies and things. Like, I find things so repetitive and, and so similar and so un, like I watched Deep Water. Have you watched Deep Water? I haven't, but I've I've heard of it. This is a refreshing movie. Say what you will about whatever about the movie, but it is refreshing. And as soon as it started, I was like, what is this and what is going on? And this I very much appreciate. Well, well, what was it about about it that was refreshing? What it, What is a refreshing take for Tyler Hines? It's just a different formula. Like, we don't realize that we've fallen into the same sort of rhythms as an audience and as filmmakers and a lot of people start to feel uncomfortable if those rhythms are messed with the sort of similar structures to how we tell stories and the similar pace in which things take place and and people who can forward the culture and the art and play with those and, and change it. This is something that's exciting to me because I'm starting to get a little bit bored by it all. Um, but the thing, all I have to say is the thing that I'm making with my friend is something that... Um, I keep coming back to it every once in a while. I come back to it as we're doing this post-production and, and I have time to refocus on it. I'm just like, all I want to do is look at these images. You know what I mean? And that's got to be a good sign. Yeah. And really is, is kind of what it's all about. So that'll be fun whenever that uh, materializes. Is it the acting that excites you or is it, are you producing, directing, writing, whatever? Is it the storytelling side of it that excites you? What, 
what part of creativity is is uh, scratching the itch? It really it just comes down to good people, good things. Mm. He's a good person, and this is a good thing. So how I participate in that thing is not super consequential. You know, like acting is obviously very fun, and there's all kinds of ways in which you can indulge in that process to make it something interesting and, and rewarding and same with filmmaking with its own hurdles and, and all that kind of stuff. But really what it comes down to is like good people and good things. So like this thing is a good thing in my opinion, in my taste, I'm going like, I want to look at this thing. I keep, I keep wanting to look at it and I'm in it and I don't necessarily want to watch that many things that I'm in. I, I, I know there's no suspension of disbelief and yet I want to look at these images. And so that's, that's, uh, that's fun. And there'll be more of that. It's just, again, making time. It's just to making time. time it's just to making time. Um, give, give, uh, what, what advice would you give to a creative that wants to create something that feels fresh, but is, uh, maybe, you know, we live in the world of reboots and we live in the world of, you know, sequels where nothing feels original. Yes. So how do you get past yes. the point of feeling that, that pull towards uh, just, just the redo? How do you get over that hurdle towards originality and actually accomplish that? Just, I mean, I, I'm, no, I'm no example. You know what I mean? I don't necessarily have the answer, nor, nor would I be someone necessarily to listen to but my personal feelings of the last while is just um with anything really in life just do whatever it is you want to do and do exactly that and that plus time will eventually get you so good at that thing whatever it shapes into being maybe you thought you were going to end up here and you go down a road and you end up way over here but that entire time you were following your own instincts, eventually you will end up somewhere original and you will end up somewhere good where you have sharpened a skill set that nobody else has spent the hours sharpening that you, the, the particular hours that you've spent. And it's at that moment that you may find yourself in a position where you're kind of untouchable. And that's really the, end, the ideal place to be. Of course, the challenge is how do you pay the bills while you do this? Right. And this is the thing, you know. I think what you, the way you started it, though, is important. Like, do what you want to do. I think, and constantly having to, yes. to check yourself. Because there is oh, yeah. always going to be that pull of, yeah, but, yeah, but. Oh, yeah. Do, let's go back, go back to Hallmark. I think the reason, and I'm not trying to, to, you know, butter you up. The reason why people are gravitated towards Tyler Hines' Hallmark movies is because each one does feel original. Even in the formula each character that tyler's doing feels like a different character he's doing something he's he's trying to mix things up he's trying to do what he wants with it and i i think that does come 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 through but it's constantly having to check yourself and in a very you know less consequential way like we feel it with the podcast like we want the goal of this podcast is to make each other laugh and to have fun. There's always that pull. Like, we know that we could have bigger numbers if we did this or did this. But that's not what we want to do. And so it's constantly having to reevaluate the, the, the why, why you're doing it. And just, just do what you want to do. Am I right? Yeah, you're 100% right. I really appreciate you even saying that, even if you are buttering me up. 
because that is precisely what's what's kind of happening or at least what i'm trying to do and so if that is felt in any way by anybody then then uh that's great because that's entirely what i'm after there's there isn't like an answer you know for everything of like i'm just going to do it all like this it's just okay i'm gonna this movie okay what's special about this okay i'm gonna i'm gonna change the rhythm of this guy to be a little bit like this because i feel like it services something different i'm gonna make him feel this way have a bit of this texture because it services this story and and in some way hopefully that keeps the uh the experience of the movie is fresh in some way and so all those things go into sort of the consideration of it and, and so if that is appreciated on the other end then then i'm grateful because it all it does take thought it's like even like you know coming towards today of doing a series of interviews it's that extra moment that you take to go well, okay well hold on I'm not going to be one of these guys who's going to like be so busy that I'm going to go here and I'm going to go there and I'm going to jump in and oh you just caught me and now we're doing an interview like I don't want to be that guy I want to take a minute and go okay I'm going to speak to some lovely individuals over the next day and they're all going to take time out of their day to speak to me and so what about this day do I want to achieve or what do I want to get out of it and uh what can i provide for these people to make it worthwhile for them and it's a nice thought and it's a creative thought because it just puts a little bit of things in the back of your mind you know things that i want to speak about like the fact that this movie i want it to be something that's enjoyed by people and as an acknowledgement to everybody in the hospitality industry these kinds of thoughts um and it keeps it interesting and it means that this whole day of interviews is not going to feel like me pumping my own tires or sitting here rambling on about nonsense or selling somebody something because i don't want to take place i don't want to take part in any of that i don't want to sell anybody on a movie i don't want to talk about things just to hear myself speak or to you know have people pay attention to something i'm doing i want none of that but what i do want i want to spend time with you i want you your your creative outlet to 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 be appreciated and enjoyed and make that an experience that's enjoyable i want hopefully people when they watch the movie to think about um to think about the hospitality industry i think what i'm going to do in in this kind of thinking i I thought about what i want to do for when i do the giveaway of the clothes i think i want to make it uh different this time and and make it so that people are encouraged to, to go and take somebody out on like a date night to a restaurant because this is the best way we can service these uh the hospitality industry is just by going and being a customer and appreciating them and showing that appreciation and so i thought how do i do that i talked to my buddy who's in the restaurant business and i just kind of spoke to my mom and and, and kind of thought like she, she said something that triggered me on a train of thought and i went okay that's what we'll do as well i'll if you, people post a photo of them taking someone that they love out on a date night this is how you can possibly win maybe this jacket or whatever it is. But it's that kind of thinking that makes it engaging and enjoyable for me. And, and if it's appreciated on the other end and felt through the performances, then bless, because it's a lot of work. <laughs> I'm glad people appreciate it. To try to close the loop on both Hallmark and the creativity convo we've been having, 
uh, we were talking a little bit before we started. When I look at uh, a script, which I hardly ever do, but if I'm ever given the opportunity, uh, it's it's uh, I can't I can't envision what a character might look like. It, the the words are too the words are two D the characters two D but obviously something happens on your end where you read your lines and a, a a person begins to form inside of your mind. What get just uh, I, I, again this is this is Hallmark and it's it's not overly serious. But what it what does that process look like for you of reading the script? to what we see on screen. Is it purely, I want to be as authentic, I want to bring what, the, what you think the writer wants to see, or is it a creative process with the people behind the scenes of saying, hey, here's kind of what I see, does this work? And like, because we, we talked about wanting to make each character original. Obviously, that doesn't always happen, even though it's the same type of words on the page. So what happens for you to make each of those characters original if that long-winded question made any sense at all? It absolutely did. And, and definitely we want to touch on how you opened that question about how you uh, see words and, and read them in that fashion. Um, but I can tell that you want to steer away from it and just do this question. So what I'll say is... <laughs> what do you mean? Well, do you want to talk about the fact that this is so fascinating? The fact that you read words and then don't, it doesn't yes. compute in some Okay, sort of fine. Yeah, way. I know. I'm, I'm an open book. I can't envision okay. things. I can't see things in my mind. When I close my eyes, I can't see Tyler Hines' face, which is a big reason why like, I prefer FaceTime over voice call because I want to be able to uh, oh. see you. We've talked about this a little bit before. We like, have talked about this. Like, I'm so bad at texting back because I want to have a conversation with you. Um, and a part of that is that tricking my mind. Like, I can't envision you. Therefore, I don't feel like I'm talking. I don't feel like I'm talking to you, even though I am. So the fact that I can do this and see you it, uh, it is a big thing. So, like, when I close my eyes, and this makes everybody really sad, but I can't envision my wife. And that's sad for everybody involved, but it's a thing. And I dream in black and white. Apparently there's a correlation there. There's like only like, I don't know, like three. But it's just visual. It's not audio. Like you can hear your wife if you were to think of your wife's voice. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I can hear her. And that's a big read. Like when I'm, I just finished working on an audio project and I like, for me, I could hear it the whole time when I was recording the subject. I knew exactly how yeah. I was going to trim it up, splice things in to make it come alive. But I can't well, do like I I right. could never be a like I don't think I could be a director or because I just can't right. I can't envision it. And that's why it's like I keep no, telling I myself I want to write I want to write a movie I want to write a Hallmark movie, mm. but mm. I just can't like I can't get over the hurdle of in, the envisioning thing. Well, what about writing it from like, a, like, you know, they used to have these, you know, like Orson Welles and, you know, obviously they have it, I think, on podcasts now, too, where it's like audio versions of a movie or a show where it's speaking in characters and talking in scene dialogue and, and scene direction and these kinds of things. Like, if you thought about it in that context, would you be able to go like, all right, I'm going to write a movie as if people were just going to listen to the movie? Yes. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting thought. I, th 
I've never experimented with. I think part of it for me is the the fiction side of things. Like yeah. when I'm talking with somebody, it's real. When I'm hearing your story, it's real. So I'm able to kind of picture how I want to put that together. But when I'm okay. making something up, it, like I, I, it never feels full. It feels it feels like there's uh, there's emptiness that needs some pat, like needs something to to spice it up a little bit. So maybe I maybe no, I don't think maybe you would be alone. Okay. And feeling that way. I think other writers probably feel that way. And this is why you have writers like approaching actors going, wow, like I can't believe you took this character and you brought him to life. You hear these kind of sentiments. And so I think if you're thinking that that's some sort of um, reality specific to you, you might be wrong. It, it, it may be a very common feeling that writers who are creating some of the maybe the worlds that you appreciate the most felt that same way when they wrote it is like, I think I've got this down, but it doesn't feel fleshed out. It doesn't feel three-dimensional. Yeah. Maybe I'm not quite getting the voice right, and that's where an actor then comes in and a director to then help round out that vision, and that's the kind of perfect symbiosis that happens if you have a good film and stuff. And so you might be shortchanging yourself before you even get off to the races. Fine, Tyler. Fine. We'll write a movie like, together. Like, quit twisting my arm. Like, I don't... I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Do what you want to do the way you want to do it. And this this not being able to visualize thing may be a superpower. This may create a slant to your voice that maybe have shortcomings on its own merit, but when married with the right creative team on the other end, maybe it yields a different result that is more spectacular than if there were to be a different version that you could visualize. I'm just saying that's well, the real thing. My answer is I do, Tyler. We will get married I do too. creatively. There it is. Do you want to answer the question in the time that we have about how you approach the homework characters? The I don't know. Something about like when you see it, how do you, whatever. I don't care. Well, I, this seems like a lifetime ago <laughs> that this was posed. But was it, I think the answer was it's a cocktail of things. How, how do I approach trying to make these things unique? Like in what, in what process do I go about it? Yeah. Like um, you, you, you see, what's the name of your character? Will, Will, Willard, uh, and almost ben. more. Let me see. Let me pull it up. Yeah. Ben. Is, uh, it's ben. ben. So you're reading the script. You're reading what Ben is saying. You're reading the story yeah. at, at some point. Um, a character begins to form in your mind of what Ben is like. You, you know, you're probably creating some sort of backstory for Ben that's not actually there, that you're kind of reading between the lines. How did Ben get here? What does the process look for you creatively to do what you want to do with Ben and not just make Ben another Hallmark character? Well, you're kind of looking at what the script is doing to, to our conversation about what you were saying about your circumstance. I'm trying to see what the writer is trying to do, how far along in that process they got, what might be missing, what this movie is trying to achieve, and then start building in possible character traits combined with the dialogue and how it's playing and the dynamic between the characters. Like something very simple for Ben is like, I'm thinking about guys like Gordon Ramsay and, and these kinds of like chefs uh -huh. who have a certain cadence and a certain rhythm and a certain atmosphere when they come into a room and they deal with people. They're kind of harsh and kind of direct and kind of funny. 
Um, it's not quite appropriate for this movie because of the way the script was. I, I, I would love to make a movie where I'm playing somebody who's like Gordon Ramsay. Not the case. There's not a but single F word in do. this movie. No, exactly. hard pass. But it would be so fun to have, even if it was like a hint of that. And so, you know, that's something that I thought. Okay, well, there's the real sweet, gentle version of this guy. But what is that doing for anybody? And does right. that even seem real? Or do we do we let this guy really treat this thing like it is and an occupation that it would be? And those that can show itself in ways like talking a little bit faster, having a certain sort of vibe when it comes to these scenes and his approach to how he holds himself and like things like that that can start to take shape all just to service like how do you make the most enjoyable movie at the end and try to get there don't just make those decisions for your own selfish reasons or maybe do or maybe just be like you know what I want to speak with a French accent and a lisp I'm just going to do it try to stop me <laughs> that might happen I mean, I flattened my hair down like like Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber. You did do a thing with your hair. That was a choice. You're darn right it was, and it was my choice, my choice alone. Really? You didn't run it by anybody. You showed up to set one day with flat hair, and you said, hey, flat Tyler over here. That's what's up. Try to stop me. Man, what a boss move. That's uh. Well, there's no winning, right? You go up, you go down, you go left, you go right. Everybody's got something to say. It's too long. It's too short. This doesn't matter. None of it matters. The point is, is, to, is we're looking at like a, an experience now. And so you just, you do what serves that experience. And I, I would love to just be wildly ugly in one of these movies. Just like, just, let's just see an ugly guy fall in love. Like, not saying that I'm some prize, but I know that they're sitting there trying to like prop me up. Like I'm not the most unattractive guy in the world. And maybe one day I'd like to just show up as me, just an ugly schmo, and let's watch that guy fall in love. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> yeah, man. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it, it feels... Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe that Hallmark's going to get to the point where they're like, yeah, I guess, I guess, sure, let's, let's just make Tyler ugly. Like, that's what the people want. Who knows? Well... Stranger things have happened. They're getting close with this one. Am I right, buddy? (laughs) I think it looks great. I I think think you look great great. too. I think it's different. Did you find out about the sweater that I that I that I asked you about? Remember that green sweater? Oh, yeah. No, I gotta find. uh, I think that's at another spot. I gotta go pull it up and see if I actually walked away with it. You want that green sweater? If you find about it, just tickled you. If you find, I loved it. I just thought, ugh. But there's no I, I have I have um, we've been around each other before, and I know that there's a si- like a size difference. There's no way we're wearing the same clothes. <laughs> like what what size shirt know. are you wearing? How what size you? shirt are you wearing right now? Uh, I generally wear extra large in my life. But no, you do not. I do. Yes, because I like oversized things. Does that say small? Yeah, that's a small. This is, I think, from one of these Hallmark movies. So you mean to tell me that Tyler Hines wears anywhere in between a small and an extra large? Pick your poison. Literally, you could buy anything for him and he's down to clown. Correct. I've gotten some Harley shirts for some lovely individuals. Yeah. Okay. But looking at the sweater, the fit of the sweater on you in the trailer, there's no way in 
any world if I, that that's if a I extra large. Correctly, well, hold on. Let's do some math here. Okay, fine. If I recall correctly, I think that sweater had some give. One. Two, how tall are you? 5'11". 5'10", 5'11". That's not helping, thanks. So I'm 5'10", so we're the same size. But I don't think your frame is that different from mine. Tyler, stop. Stop. That being said, Tyler, you eat nothing but apples. Like, there's no, there's not a world where a guy who eats nothing but apples and a guy who eats nothing but like cheese and drinks milk every night is wearing the same sweater. It's not happening. I will say, if you find the sweater and you send me the sweater, I will wear the sweater on the show, no matter how it makes me look. But I'm just saying there's no way I'm go- it's going to comfortably fit me. My point in sending you the picture was, boy, I wish I had a sweater like that. I wasn't trying to get the sweater off of your body because I'm not dumb enough to think that we wear the same clothes. Well, that's a dangerous game to play because you know I'm known for doing that. So first of all, if the sweater exists in my possession, it's going straight to you. Great. Second of all, I'll wager a bet that it'll fit you just beautifully. I think it'll hug you in all the right ways. Just like I would. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to go. I love you, buddy. Yeah, I think I do. I do now. It was good to see you. So good, man. Long overdue. I've been pretty quiet as of late on these things, but, you know, it's so nice to, to actually sit and hang out and, and chat. We should do this even just not on these podcasts. That would be cool. Well, I, so think, I, th- I think we're... <laughs> Yeah, I'm just always wondering, like, what's Tyler wearing? Um, <laughs> that's actually, it's just my dirty way of just, you know, asking you. Um, I think we might be, uh, uh, I don't know if we're allowed to talk about it yet, but I think we're going to be at Rama Drama, so we'll get to hang out. Oh, great. Oh, amazing. Yes, I hope that all comes together and we all get to just spend some time happily in Florida. It's going to be <sighs> hot there, isn't it? It's always sure. hot in Florida. Gosh, I hate that place. Tarps are going to come off, buddy. I grew Shirts up. I grew up. Mess. I grew up in Florida, so I'm allowed to hate on it. Um, okay. I I would be. I'd be personally okay never going back to that 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 spot. But for you, and the people, and the heinies, I'll I'll come. I'll be there. Yes, you will. That's you'll the plan. Enjoy it. You'll love it. Uh, Always Amore uh, is airing in April uh, sometime. Go go watch it. It's like who 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 is. Who is watching this or listening to this and going, if only I knew when it came out, then I'd watch it. You know when it comes out. If you're watching this, you know when it comes out, so watch it when it comes out. It's the stupid thing that people do where they're promoting things and are like, here's the date it comes out. We know, or we will know. You're not going to help me. I'm not breaking the news. Right. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. I love you, pal. Merry Christmas. Later. Merry Christmas. Check the Hallmarks of Bramble Jam podcast. It's presented by Philo TV. It's produced by Brandon Gray and recorded live in, yeah, that Greenville, South Carolina. Set decor is by Plum at Haywood Mall. For more information on Deck the Hallmark, you can go to deckthehallmark.com. For more information on Bramble Jam Podcast Network, you can go to bramblejampodcast.com. You're about to hear some ads that help keep the lights on here at the studio. Feel free to listen. Feel free to turn it off, whatever you want to. But either way, thanks so much for your support.